1: Blog Talk Radio.
2: Welcome to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with your host, psychologist Parthenia Izzard. Parthenia is a psychologist and certified natural health care practitioner who will show you alternative paths towards health with a holistic approach. Call in with your questions or comments at 888-235-7374. And now here's the host of Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom, psychologist Parthenia Izzard.
3: Good evening. To those of you listening to our live broadcast tonight, August 26, 2009. And hello to those of you listening to an internet archive within a few minutes of the show closed or rebroadcast some other time. Great, you remembered our new time, Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. here on Achieve Radio. And remember, there is a link on my website. Uh, you are listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist Parthenia Izard at Achieve Radio. On the internet. To call into the program, call 888 235 7374. That is 888 235 7374. Or you can send an instant message during the show. They call them in quick messages. Uh, you can send them during the show through the link on the Achieve Radio homepage. They call them in quick messages. Now, any problems with the Internet links, give me a call after the show at 866-472-6094. That's 866-472-6094. That goes directly into my office. Okay, on this program, we discuss alternative medicine therapies, related products, and issues, and we do it with the experts. Now, only try the therapies shared here after consulting with your physician. Last Wednesday, my guest was Steve Siskel author of what's your body telling you Uh, listening to your body's signals to stop anxiety erase self-doubt and achieve true wellness (laughs) tripping over my tongue there now if you missed that show you can go to my website at www.amtherapies.com click on the radio link to hear the show For appointments with me and for general information, call 866-472-6094. That is 866-472-6094. Also, remember uh, intuitive Monique Chapman, who's also well, she also has her own program on Achieve Radio. Uh, She visits with us second every second Wednesday of the month uh, at the end of the program, Uh, and so she'll join us again September 9, 2009, with Monique's. So call in, she will share her intuition about you, the economy, and other concerns. Remember, you can purchase the book I co-authored, 101 Great Ways to Improve Your Health, on my site. Uh, My section is on naturopathy. Visit www.amtherapies.com to make that wonderful resource a gift to yourself and or a friend. You can also follow me on Twitter those of you who send tweets. <laughs> today, I'm going to be, today, this evening, I'm going to be speaking with uh, Stuart Wilde, author of What uh, Grace, Gaia, and the End of Days, an alternative way for the advanced soul. Now, at the end of the program, if we have time, uh, we'll discuss the herb pumpkin and the asana, passimotanasana. Now it's time for our wellness news. Okay. I don't hear the key, the music either. But in any event, the wellness news: acupuncture may bring relief. There it is for common condition uh, in women. Study suggests. Now this came out of ScienceDaily.com, August 25, 2009. Polycystic ovary syndrome, a common condition among women, can be relieved by the use of acupuncture and exercise. This is the conclusion of a recent study. At the Chagrenska Academy, University of Gothenburg in Sweden, nearly ten percent of women of reproductive age have polycystic ovary syndrome or PCOS. The syndrome expresses itself as a large number of small, immature cysts on the ovaries that cause a disturbance in the production of hormones and an increase in the secretion of male-type hormones. This means that many women with the condition do not ovulate normally, and the syndrome may lead to infertility. The women run an uh, increased risk of becoming obese, developing type 2 diabetes, or developing cardiovascular disease. Quote, we do not know for certain what causes the condition, despite it being so common. We have seen that women with the syndrome often have high activity in that part of the nervous system that we cannot consciously control, known as the sympathetic nervous system. We believe that this may be an important underlying factor in the syndrome. End quote, says Elizabeth Stenner-Victorin, who has led the research at the Shagrenska Academy. Now, during the study, one group of women with polycystic ovary syndrome received acupuncture regularly for four months. They received a type of acupuncture known as electroacupuncture in which the needles are... Stimulated with a weak, low-frequency electric current, similar to that developed during muscular work. A second group of women were provided with heart rate monitors and instructed to exercise at least three times a week. A control group was informed about the importance of exercise and a healthy diet, but was given no other specific instructions. The study showed that activity in the sympathetic nervous system was lower in the women who received acupuncture and in those who took regular exercise than it was in the control group. The acupuncture treatment brought further benefits. Those who received acupuncture, quote, this is a quote, found that their cycle became more normal. Uh, We could also see that their levels of testosterone became significantly lower, and this is an important observation since elevated testosterone levels are closely connected with the increased activity in the sympathetic nervous system of women, end quote, says Elizabeth Stenner-Victorin. Okay, Uh, when we come back from break, we will have our interview with Stuart Wild. Uh, You are listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist Parthenia Izard. Now, this portion of the program is sponsored by Alternative Medicine Therapies in Pennsylvania. Visit my website, www.amtherapies.com, and call our number for remote appointments or face-to-face appointments. That's 866-472-6094. That is 866-472-6094. Yes, you're hearing us live from the Internet, and we'll be back with Stuart Wild, author of... Grace, Gaia, and the End of Days, an alternative way for the advanced soul.
0: Why should you passively exist with backaches, allergies, PMS, colds, flu, and other ailments? It's time to take charge of your life with preventive measures. Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies for an initial consultation. Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies today for an initial consultation and visit their website at www.amtherapies.com.
2: Or call 610-658-0135. Alternative Medicine Therapies.
4: Hi folks, this is Paul Eno, co-host of Behind the Paranormal here on Achieve Radio. We're very pleased to have as our sponsor New River Press and Barking Cat Books, publishers of some of the most unusual New Age titles on the market today. Along with four books by moi, New River Press offers the blockbuster on animal communication Hear All Creatures, The Journey of an Animal Communicator by Karen Anderson, Shadows on My Shift, real life stories of a psychic EMT by psychic medium Sherry Lee Devereaux, Achieve Radio talk show host of Opening Your Intuitive. And in a true story that will break your heart with its beauty, especially if you've ever lost a child, there's 41 Signs of Hope by Dave Kane, about the ongoing love and communication between a father and a mother and their son, youngest victim of the 2003 nightclub fire in Rhode Island. Finally, from Barking Cat Books, don't miss the action adventure that spans a thousand years, Heaven's Wave, a novel of the doomsday prophecy of 2012 by D'Earlon. Visit NewRiverPress.com, BarkingCatBooks.com, Amazon.com, or your favorite bookstore.
2: You're listening to AchieveRadio.com, the positive side of broadcasting.
3: Okay, you are listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist Parthenia Izard. Now, remember on my site, www.amtherapies.com, you can preview and purchase the book I co-authored called 101 Great Ways to Improve Your Health. Again, my chapter is on naturopathy. Um, We are going to be speaking this evening with Stuart Wild, author of Grace Gaia and the End of Days, An Alternative Way for the Advanced Soul. Now, let me tell you a little bit about our guest. Stuart Wilde, author of Grace Gaia and the End of Days, An Alternative Way for the Advanced soul, is considered by many the greatest living metaphysician in the world today. Now, many of the the most famous New Age, New Thought writers and teachers have privately studied with Stuart Wilde, or they have been greatly influenced by his work. Now, over the last 10 years, he has published hundreds of his visions, many of which have now come to pass. Uh, Stuart Wild continues to write of his latest discoveries on his internet sites. Uh, he has written 20 books, which have sold in the millions, and they have been translated into 15 languages. Stuart's most recent book, is Grace, Gaia, and the End of Days, as I said earlier, an alternative way for the advanced soul. You may recall, uh, for example, his book Affirmations the Force, Infinite Self, The Quickening, uh, and The Sixth Sense, just to name a few. Okay, now I'm getting a cue for a, another break. I'm not quite sure if that's something I'm supposed to take or not, but uh, we will see. Um, there is a bit of a delay, uh, but we're going to move right along here. Um, tonight, as I said earlier, oh, okay, so that's my. Some of the book, there was a book, I have several books that he's written here. Uh, one is Weight Loss Weight for the Mind, Return to Your Natural State, Serene, Happy, and Entertained by the Wonder and Grace of this Strange Gift We Call Life. Some of his books are very teeny. That was one of his little teeny books. Um, you are listening to Wellness, Homeless, and Wisdom with Parthenia Izard okay there was a queue there i thought i had to leave but no okay anyway bear with me folks um another book that he wrote uh the quickening um this is also a very interesting book now uh, this book dealt with self-empowerment he, uh, he has other, had other titles but I mentioned, the Affirmations, The Force, Miracles, and The Trick to Money is having some. now But in The Quickening, he discussed the power of the ancient warrior stages, and he taught the reader etheric, the etheric uh, life force and psychological techniques for consolidating his or her energy for that final push for the peak within the self. Uh, Then there was the infinite self, 33 steps to reclaiming your inner power. Answer the call of your infinite self. And then there was the force. Um, Again, the force was um, part of, talked about uh, the force as being part of each and everything in the physical plane, uh, including our planet the stars, and galaxies, and the physical universe as it stretches out in space beyond our perceptions. Uh, By its very nature, the force is immortal and never-ending because it is the inner light or the livingness within all things. We call it universal. And then in Affirmations, uh, he talked about how to expand your personal power and take back control of your life. Uh, His quote on the back of the book is, life was never meant to be a struggle, just a gentle progression from one point to another, much like walking through the valley on a sunny day. Uh, The book serves as a magnificent battle plan where you learn to expand the power you already have in order to win back absolute control in your life. And then, of course, it was Whispering Winds of Change, Perception of a New World. Now this one i believe followed life was never meant to be a struggle um but anyway he talks about um well the the, one of the um he talks about it being a the wild man uh will appeal to lovers of alternative ideas and philosophies Uh, he challenges uh to stand outside the usual paradigms of consciousness okay well we do have our guest on the line now uh good evening um Stuart wilde how are you
5: i'm very well thank you very much for having me on your show
3: oh my goodness it is my honor and my pleasure most definitely i mean you have been so prolific of course as you know um and i've already um uh done part of your uh done your bio but and i went through some of the bo- old books now, I have to apologize one thing. I had to use an e-book, so a lot of my uh, references are on pages and pages, which is different from actually having the book to refer to, so bear with me. But the book is fabulous, uh, and I thank you for writing it. Uh, it's very comprehensive and uh, quite, quite a, a blessing uh, for those of us who, you know, like to read and learn uh, from the things that you write. Now, Grace Gaia, The End of Days by Stuart yes, Wilde. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what growing up was like for you, just to give us a little frame of reference about you, the man.
5: Yeah, I was born in England. My father was a naval officer. My mother was a professor at university. But I was raised in Africa, in West Africa and in North Africa. And then I went to an old, really crummy English boarding school for seven years, which is pretty horrendous. (laughs) And uh, I got into like, you know, writing and studying and so forth when I was twenty eight and uh I just always very interested in these other worlds. I believed there was more and I went that way. I went into this research and, and to try to discover well, myself I suppose, and also to try to discover how one becomes free in a system that really isn't designed to set us free at all, you know. So that was the thing that really drove me. There was this sort of desire to learn more, and the desire to become free.
3: Well, I'm I'm very glad that you had that inspiration, to say the least. Um, Just as a side point, uh, there are things that uh, my clients or people I come in contact with ask about um, something that I I haven't really seen a lot of people deal with. So I'm going to throw this out to you, and believe me, I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but I don't think it's possible. Anyway, it's uh, what is okay. Have you ever had someone inquire of you some guidance? when they're trying to come to grips with the idea of differentiating between what is a premonition, what is manifestation as a result of their concentration or focus on something, and what is possibly mere anxiety, not really related to a premonition per se. But anyway, how would you advise uh, a student of yours to, to handle those differentiations?
5: Well, most of that kind of information that we get, it comes through visions. So we'll see visions of something that is about to happen in the future. It's slightly different to a premonition because you're actually seeing the event or you're seeing some kind of stylized, of the event. I mean, when people get intuitions and stuff like that or feelings, you know, they have to move carefully. But if you use your feelings and not your mind, you're a lot safer because within your feelings, you can tell if things are wrong, if you can tell if if it's like a bunch of rubbish. Do you follow me? Yes. Or whether, you know, you can feel, there's times you feel it, and sometimes also if you if you ignore premonition and it starts to repeat and come back and come back and you see it presented in several different ways, then you know that it's for real, you know. So gradually, through feelings, that was how we usually discern what the rubbish is and what's right and what's what's, what's wrong, you know. Okay, so, well, sort of,
3: sort of bouncing off of that, um, I'm a psychologist and I'm very... Yeah curious as to how you would advise someone who has psychological challenges, but is interested in understanding the kinds of things that you share with us. How would you advise them?
5: Well, you know, we, uh, I mean, I'm very aligned to, to, you know, sort of South American shamanism, and so we take a lot of people to the ayahuasca ceremonies, ayahuasca temples. It's, uh, as you probably know, a sacred vine from the Amazon. And we treat people that have got mental problems or sore psychological problems with that vine. It cures depression almost instantly. So that's a very common problem in, in our modern world. And uh, then, of course, more complicated psychological or mental disturbances need a professional to, to handle it, you know. But a lot of the times it's a matter of introspection because there are demonic forces that we don't see and there are celestial forces that we can't see but they're all around us. And, of course, when a person gets into a negative space, they pull to them more and more and more of the demonic, and gradually it manifests as sort of mild or severe forms of insanity. But, in fact, it's really demonic possession. You know, like all mental illnesses are a form of demonic possession, in my view, because it comes, it's driven from these evil forces in the inside worlds. And so, generally speaking, we ask people to go through a period of introspection, of looking upon their darkness, looking at their pain, especially as you'd be aware, you know, the inner child pain from one's early years or formative years and the pain of various losses or hurt when a person suffering. And to have a compassion for that pain and to own the pain, you know, to understand the pain and then go back and retrieve that little child that was hurt at the age of 5 or abused at the age of 10 or whatever, So I feel that the inner child process, as, say, for example, described by Bradshaw in his books, The Homecoming, is a very important process for people to begin to sort of get in control of these psychological, I don't know, artifacts, you know, facets inside of them that causes disturbance and and sometimes, you know, very serious disturbance in the form of sort of depression or, you know, paranoia and so forth, you know. A lot of yeah. people that smoke pot suffer from paranoia, so that's the other thing, is if a person has got paranoia, the first question that you're asking is, do you smoke pot? Okay, okay. yeah. It, it, yeah, that's the first question you ask asking, because pot creates paranoia big time, you know, absolutely massively, you know, so that most people that do smoke pot on a regular basis suffer from paranoia.
3: But I think I, I, not in this particular book was it an issue, but I, I've read so many of your different books. I yes. feel very confident that it was one where you talked about alcohol and how yes. it impacts your ability to even navigate through these dimensions and things that you talk about. Definitely, definitely, you want to, just, yeah, you when you
5: drink more than, let's say, one glass of wine, um, and then let's say you're inside these inner worlds, all the visions will become diffused and and of out of focus, and the sort of fractal mathematics that delivers the information to you will break down. And so anything more than like one glass of wine a day or even not necessarily every day is definitely detrimental to that higher perception. And it leaves you open to information coming in that is wrong or information that's in your mind that's guesswork or poorly thought out or just downright inaccurate. So we don't recommend large amounts of alcohol because it's not a it's not there's not an effective way of proceeding,
3: okay now there are two other questions, and then we're going to go more in depth in this particular book, Grace Gaia, and the End of Days." Thank you very you much. talk a lot about. <laughs> So bear with me here. These are questions that I think a lot of people will have in their minds, and you are the best source for an answer to these things. For example, you talk about events that are going to occur between now and, say, 2012. And you you talk – somebody might want to inquire about where might be the safest place in the world (laughs) for them to try to – (laughs)
5: yeah, I'm asked that a lot. You know, essentially – Any place where you can find serenity and balance will be a safe place. What creates disaster, what pulls in negative energies is a state of imbalance. So I really, really, really urge people to sort of look at their own darkness, to own their own shadow, to own their own disdain or whatever it is, and to clean up because if you're not resonating any darkness, it's very difficult for any darkness to find you. Do you follow me? Mm, yes. But because so many people are wandering around inside the denial of their perfection, you know they want an ethic and they're perfect, but you know they have strange habits. You know they they have strange resentments and anger and all that stuff that you know, as a psychologist, you would see it every day of your life in your practice. You know they come in and uh, they've got a lot of stuff. You know that very few people will admit to who they are, and they sort of pretend that it's all normal, but it's not necessarily normal. And so. We ask people to go through this journey it can be painful it can be uncomfortable to look and see sort of how arsoholic you really are you know like addicted to being you know addicted to being stupid but people need to look you know they need to look at the level of their disdain you know like what is the resentment that they have for humanity their relatives their friends a social class, a race of people, members of a church, whatever their resentments might be. And so all of that is very deep inside the psychology, deep inside the soul of a human. You know, once we process that, we become safe. So it's not so much a geographic area. Obviously, the big cities, if there was difficulty, say, for example, in supplies, so let's say like it was difficult to get food and stuff like that or there was a lot of, let's say, criminal behaviour because economically things had gone very poorly. Then, obviously, being in a big city would be a lot more scary than, say, being in a sort of small, safe community in the countryside, you know, or in a smaller town.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, um, as a pa- uh, if someone is a parent, what yeah. kind of advice? And I promise this is the last sort of off-track question. Uh, uh, as, as a parent, as you like? <laughs> What would you look for, or how would you advise parents for signs they should look for uh, so that they can uh, prevent the things you talk about, uh, like demons and things of that nature, from becoming a part of the lives of their children or the psyches of their children?
5: Well, I suppose, I mean, it is very difficult to control teen- teenagers and so forth, you know, but obviously excessive drug-taking or excessive... Uh, I don't know, you know, like, I mean, sometimes the dark is very really alluring to young people. There's a kind of a twitch that we watch for where a person, if they twitch slightly, it's always a sign of demonic possession. So we watch for their head twitching. Please excuse me. Bless you. Um, yeah, so we watch for that head twitch and we watch for, like, a erraticness in the eyes. If you're even fairly expert, you're going to look at a Child's eyes, or any human's eyes, and you can tell if they're disturbed by the way the eyes dart about. So we look for the head twitch, we look for the darting eyes, and then we watch for we watch for like jerky behavior, you know, where uh, the child might be like. I don't know. They talk about one thing and then suddenly they talk about something else and then they go to something else then they walk over to the refrigerator and they don't know what it is they want to get. And it's that sort of slightly jerky, the jerkiness of, of the way they express themselves and also the actual physical jerkiness of their head that uh, that's how we tell, is how we tell the body precision. You can, look, you can look in a person's eyes and you can tell, but they have to be a bit of an expert to be able to just look at them and know, you know
3: right okay so then of course you need that experience we don't want people just sort of uh looking at people in, in a cursory fashion and making judgments but at least no, that gives parents no. some some things to sort of vote. well of course, you know
5: also erraticness <laughs> yeah. yeah erraticness and if the child if the person if the child has a lot of very violent very demonic dreams that's also a sign of something troubling some big trouble around you know So that's what I would look for. I'd find out what kind of dreams they were having and whether they have had any visions or scary moments or, you know, whether they feel that they're being followed or there's a being in the room or that sort of stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. Because some of it's paranoia, but most of it isn't, you know. Most of it, like, they feel there's a being in the room and there is a being in the room, you know.
3: Okay, and then quickly what would be the something that would uh you would advise a parent to do when it comes to the environment of the child, uh, that might enhance the serenity, the peace, the beauty, the kinds of things that you, well, would want. you know,
5: I don't know, I just like the kids to meditate and to stay calm, you know? So serenity is the greatest defense against trouble. So as much as they can get the children to sort of pull back, be serene, walk in nature, you know, live on a a healthy diet, um, create order, you know, even just the act of like cleaning up their bedroom and making it zen can be a defense because it creates this sense of serenity, this sense of calm. And also it's, creates a sense of being in control because when a person gets a little bit out of control, the fact that they're out of control actually generates more kind of erratic behavior and more out of controlness. you know. So okay. I think being in control is very important for people, you know, to be very soft, very centered and to stay stay balanced, you know, really try to stay balanced. So not beat up on yourself when you don't, but, you know, like a lot of drinking, a lot of drug taking isn't good, you know.
3: Okay, well, thank you very much. Uh, you are listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist Parthenia Izard. We're going to be back with Stuart Wild, author of Grace, Gaia, and The End of Days, An Alternative Way for the Advanced
1: Soul.
0: Why should you passively exist with backaches, allergies, PMS, colds, flu, and other ailments? It's time to take charge of your life with preventive measures.
3: Wellness, wholeness, and wisdom with me, psychologist Parthenia Izard. Now, my guest next week, Wednesday, September. 2, 2009, 2, will be Len Zapato, author of A Return to Healing, Radical Healthcare Reform and the Future of Medicine. Uh, He has interest in alternative medicine being incorporated as a means of prevention. So that's going to be very timely. At the end of next week's program, uh, we will discuss the herb puncture vine and the asana Parsva upavista konasana. We are back with Stuart Wilde, author of Grace, Gaia, and the End of Days, The Alternative Way for the Advanced Soul. If you have a question for my guest, call 888-235-7374. That is 888-235-7374. Okay. Now, Grace, Gaia, and the End of Days. What is grace?
5: Well, we see it, watching these inner worlds, we see it as a golden light. But it's not just sort of like a sort of cheesy, nice light. It's data-driven, so it's very much like downloading a song from iTunes or something. (laughs) It's full of information. And so we watch that light, and it generates impulses or feelings, and it generates visions that we understand. And so we download whatever Grace is trying to show us. Some of it's healing, some of it's technical knowledge, some of it is, you know, I don't know, just visions of the future. But we see grace as a sort of information system as well as being like a benevolence, let's say the benevolence of God, but it's mostly information. That's what it is. And of course, the more elevated you are and the more spiritually advanced you are, the more information you will have. So in a way, it's a sort of, there's a symbiotic relationship between the levels of grace that you can induce into your life and the, uh, the amount of information you have. But we see grace as a source of information that will liberate humanity eventually, you know, and set people free.
3: Well, now, for those who have somehow missed reading anything you've written... Stewart has written, he writes beautifully. It's like a a novel almost, yet he he also incorporates uh, mathematical formulas and all types of uh, equations and uh, geometric constructs to help those of us who like more technical information to understand, interpret, and better communicate to others what he's talking about uh, to the best of our abilities, of course. (laughs) Not that we always come very close to, but, you know, at least it, it makes it very clear. So now yeah. you, you talk in your book about the Aluna or the yeah. mural mural world, and you, yeah. you want to talk, you know, uh, elucidate on that for our listeners.
5: Yes, yes. Um, like there is a there's a dimension that's facing us, which we call the Aluna mirror World. The Aluna means all of the moon. It's a it's a South American expression. So they say it's a reflective world, and in a inner dimension that reflects our world. You know, just as the moon reflects the sun. And we call it the mirror world because it seems to, whatever happens in that dimension seems to happen here in this world. So we go into that lunar mirror world, usually in trance, and we watch it. We watch, what, we watch these movements, these fractal codes, we call them, which are like geometrics or, or mathematical spirals, and they show, us, they show us, they teach us. Sometimes we access the lunar mirror world using the ayahuasca ceremonies in South America, But, of course, they're rare. They're just from time to time each year. They're not like every day. And the rest of the time, we just go into trance, and six to ten seconds after we enter the trance, the mirror world opens up, and we watch it, and we document it. There's a sort of geography in there, a topography, the symbols that are in common. So there's a language that we've learned over a period of years. And we watch visions of great beings and great masses of energies flowing back and forth. And sometimes we watch visions about ourselves, you know, health advice or abundance or whatever. And then a lot of times it's just the the visions about the way massive quantities of energy flow to humanity. So it's going back to that liberation that I was talking about, you know, Gaia. Lovelock came up with his theory of Gaia, and, you know, it's, it's sort of the intelligence of the Earth. It's a self-correcting intelligence. We go a little further with Lovelock, because we say Gaia is actually a goddess. So in much as that, like, we have a, we're a spirit that has a physical body to experience life through, and she is a spirit that has a planet to experience life through. So a lot of the times of those mirror worlds, we'll be watching Gaia or beings that are linked to Gaia. You know, we call them the Tao beings. And uh, we learn from them. They're our teachers, and we're very, very honored and grateful to have such a, uh, just a such an extraordinary source of information. There is one problem with it, though. The problem is that like, I've got to the point where I really can't write any more books because they would just get so complicated, people wouldn't understand them. So I read The Art of Redemption, which is kind of a manual on how to escape the matrix of control, which is all around us. And then I wrote the Grey Sky and the End of Days book because it seemed to me like if people could process their shadow and process who they are and understand themselves, they could log into this information data bank which i call pure information and pure information is information that you're accessing these inner worlds that's tailor-made just for you so it's not necessarily information that you get from dogma or teacher or book or somebody translating it for you it's actually information that you get for yourself and i teach people how to do that at these seminars that i do i've got one coming up in las vegas on the 4th or the 6th of september and I just teach people how to how to make this connection, how to make the the link with these inner worlds.
3: Well, now, okay, I, I do, I mean, you talk about there are 2,704 dimensions and 52 worlds and all of this, and then yeah. I guess 26, 26 because the, of the mirrored piece, but
1: yeah.
3: um, you want to sort of uh, give a little uh, overview of, I mean, my goodness, we could devote a whole interview to just that, <laughs> but yes, just, just yes, so yes. people get a general idea.
5: Well, you know, the dimensions are sort of just areas, let's say. You could think of it as an area. So in the inner worlds, uh, you know, and you could look at the, you can refer to the lunar mirror worlds as spirit worlds, if you like, although spirit world is not really a technical enough title for it. But, you know, there's hellish spirit worlds, and there's celestial spirit worlds, and there's animal kingdoms, magical kingdoms, you know, there's everything under the sun. And you know we see we see a sort of 26 dimensional reality around us, and then a mirror to that the reality makes 52 dimensions. And it's my assumption that in fact in the close facilities to us there is 52 times 52 dimensions close to us, which is 2,704. How many there are beyond that would be absolutely impossible to know. If it's beyond our ken. So we look in these worlds and we look for technical information. We look for simple information. You know, just. I don't know, it's just all part of our evolution because in the end we ran out of stuff to write about, you know. So having this to write about makes it interesting for people. But even now I've got to the point where I can't really write many more books because it's so technical in there that just people would not understand what I was talking about, you know, and I wouldn't want to confuse them or frighten them, you know.
3: Well, Oh, yes. Okay. Well, thank you very much. I don't know what you were writing about before because there are a lot of people frightened from those things, my word. But anyway, um, but while we're, before we go to our next break, um, why don't you share with us this upcoming event and explain why you're not going to do another public speaking event between that date and 2012.
5: Well, um, I do these weekends just twice a year, once in Europe, in Amsterdam, and once in America in Las Vegas, where I teach people to see, to access these inner worlds, and I teach them about the morph and so forth. And I teach them about the non-solid nature of life, you know. And um, the next one is the 4th to the 6th in Las Vegas. And in fact, actually, my com site's been down today. So if people want to access that information, they have to go to com and it's on there. And it's, oh, yeah. it's, a weekend, it's a
3: weekend. Wait a minute. Hold on one second. Say that again because they may not have gotten that. What's the blog Steward website?
5: Wild, okay. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, but the in internet seems very erratic nowadays because our sites keep going down so often. It's really weird. Have you had that kind of problem?
3: Well, uh, it's doing funny things in terms of how you perceive it when it, when you go on different computers. But yeah, other than that, yeah. I don't know because I don't you know I don't go to my site that much. But yes, there, there are yeah. things going on.
5: Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Anyway, so I just teach people how to see. I teach them how to you know to, how to have visions. And um, I use using the trance stage, using these various techniques that I've developed over the years. I think I've taught thousands of people. I mean, probably ten thousand. Yeah? And but I'm not doing any more because it's getting harder and harder and harder now to do these very large gigs. And so I will continue to teach, but I'm going to teach to very small groups or one on one. One on one, you know. And then in yeah. 2012, for some reason, I don't know why, but something's going to happen, and I'm coming back. <laughs> I don't know, but I've just seen these visions where I've just got to stop teaching big groups until 2012.
3: <laughs> so you're just it's just a premonition, so you're, you're not going to share any more than that at this point. And, and well, we, you I, I do think it's
5: very linked to the fact that the world is sort of on the verge of a major disaster, you know? And um, so because of that and because of the difficulties that we see in these lunar worlds that are, like, you know, coming towards the Earth plane, you know, like mm-hmm. they're coming out of the soul of humanity, um, you know, like, for example, the global credit consumer in crisis, I predicted it back in 1996, you know, and I predicted the black American, African American president, stuff like that, just stuff that you see in the lunar So I think it's because of the difficulties, because, you know, when you teach, you you get a lot of confrontations, a lot of people that, like, want to attack, you know, Mm -hmm. and uh, so it it sort of makes it difficult, because, you know, if you don't say what they want to hear, or if you touch upon a raw nerve of their, let's say, denial, you know, or the raw nerve of their self-importance, or the raw nerve of their jealousies, You know, it creates a sort of really, really, really sort of, you know, dark and evil vibe. And so while most people are very warm and loving and grateful to have somebody come along and teach them stuff that is not normally in books, you know, there's other people that get really, really uptight. And so maybe as the world goes through its crisis, it's best not to be teaching while it's happening
3: I understand completely. Folks, you're listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist Parthenia Izard. We will be back with Stuart Wilde, author of Grace, Gaia, and The End of Days, an alternative way for the advanced soul. And please follow me on Twitter. I'm Alternative Medi.
0: should you passively exist with backaches, allergies, PMS, colds, flu, and other ailments. It's time to take charge of your life with preventive measures. Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies for an initial consultation. Alternative Medicine Therapies offers a holistic approach to preventive care, unlike conventional medicine that tries to correct the illness that exists instead of preventing it altogether. Don't let anyone tell you that your situation is hopeless. Alternative medicine therapies like iridology, kinesiology, reflexology, energy medicine, which includes chi light therapy, acupressure, and psychological consultations has an amazing track record of positive results. Why suffer when Alternative Medicine Therapies with Parthenia Izzard is here to help? Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies today for an initial consultation and visit their website at www.amtherapies.com
2: or call 610-658-0135. Alternative Medicine Therapies.
3: Hey, yes, you are listening to Wellness, Wholeness, and Wisdom with me, psychologist Parthenia Izard. Now, remember my book, uh, the book I co-authored, 101 Great Ways to Improve Your Health. You can purchase it on my website. We are back with Stuart Wild, author of Grace, Gaia, and the End of Days, An Alternative Way for the Advanced Soul. You can call in to ask questions at 888-235-7374. That is 888-235-7374. Seven three seven four. Um, before we go on, I want to read the titles of the different sections. Your book is uh, consists of twenty three sections or chapters, and I want to read the titles just to give people an idea of the feel and what's in the book. Um, grace, grace, hope and good fortune, uh, grace and reincarnation, grace and your spiritual logo, the white shadow. Grace and how pure information flows to you. Uh, Transdimensional downloads to help you. The end of days. The malice of four, the number four, thoughts. Uh, the New Dignity, The Magical Animals, The Shimmering Door, The Goddess of a Trillion Universes, Reverence, Tenacity of Spirit, The Hell World, Sex and Anti-Ghoul Protection, Poisonous People and Dangerous Places, Kali, The Destroyer, uh, Grace and the Healing Warm, The Baby in the Book of Revelation, The Solar Logos, The uh, Closing of Old Circles, and The Renewal, um I
1: um, complicated stuff,
3: huh? Oh, and there was so much I highlighted that I wanted to cover Yeah, well,
5: oh, I'll, like, um, I'll come back in the six months and we'll do another one.
3: Okay, well thank you yes. so much. Yes. <laughs> um the this uh I'm trying to skip now to figure out well, okay, do you have a, a section that you feel you need to share at, at this point before we well, section that from,
5: people really, really find interesting is a section on the wide shadow. You know, if you've read books on psychology, you know what the dark shadow is. It's essentially the hidden evil inside a person. So, you know, the rapist, the pillager, the predator, the thief, the, you know, whatever, you know, all of that, you know? The sort of, you know, mega addicted porn, you know, sex addicts, porno people, whatever, you know? Those are all normally understood shadows. But the white shadow is where a person pretends to be holy and good when in fact they're deeply evil so one white shadow trait is Mr. Nice Guy and he's there and he's firing the hamburgers and he's dishing out the beer and he's you know laughing and joking and it's like hell fellow well met but it hides like an arrogance and stain. he's often a womanizer a crooked businessman You know, there's all this darkness inside of him that he hides behind his Mr. Nice Guy routine or like goody goody two shoes and she's the perfect mother and she's absolutely squeaky clean but deep down she has resentments and and anger and jealousy and, you know, strange habits. And then the sort of, you know, the spiritual healers can get into a white shadow situation where they believe they've been selected by God to, you know, bring healing to the world. And so that's that sort of self-importance where people need to be chosen or they need to be selected by some kind of higher system. And um, we're not really selected at all, you know. We select ourselves or not at all, you know. And so the white shadow are these traits, you know, the suffering servant, a Florence Nightingale person that's wandering around in her perfection healing is sick but she hasn't processed her own sickness, do you follow me? She yes. hasn't processed her own pain, she hasn't looked at her sexual shadow, she hasn't looked at the games that she plays and so on. So the wine shadow is, is clever because it's very hard to see the wine shadow because it looks so perfect, you know, like how can you possibly point the finger at Mr. Nice Guy that's trying hamburgers, you know <laughs> and um, so that's one thing that I think people find very interesting and then they may see white shadow traits inside them, a lot of them are to do with self-importance or feeling elevated or special and so forth you know, and um, that's, that's a, just a chapter we saw that in the Aluna Mirror Walls, who was taught to us the white shadow teaching and so I included it in the book
3: Well, now, because this is an alternative medicine, healing, wellness-type focused program, tell us about grace and the healing warm. I'm assuming, well, go ahead. Uh, well, (laughs)
5: Well, most disease is cold. You know, like, for example, cancer is a cold disease. And the warmer you are, the more of this celestial heat you have, the less disease can exist in your body. So coldness comes a lot from one's thinking and one's emotions and one's feeling. So a lot of disease stems from some deep rooted psychological disturbance inside people. And we say that by aligning to the healing warmth of the celestial light, it burns off dysfunction and disease and it does these DNA repairs for us. So we actually get younger and fitter and stronger. And it's it's a way of like miraculously healing yourself, but it isn't really miraculous, it's just that this grace is in a fine tune, it's in a fine mathematical formula. And as you clean up and you develop a serenity and you develop a quietness and you pull away from these predatory instincts and so forth, then that heat of the celestial light comes inside of you. And it's really hot. I mean, sometimes at night you can't sleep because it's so hot. But in that heat, it'll burn off disease and it'll burn off dysfunction inside your system, inside your system as a physiological system rather than a psychological
1: system.
3: Wonderful. My goodness. Um, yeah. All right. Well, uh, money, uh, money, what kind of wisdom do you want to share about that? Because I, I know you, I mean, no, you've dealt I,
5: with I, I, I sort of haven't. I sort of stopped doing the money books and so on, you know, which were very prevalent in the 80s, you know. Yes. But essentially, I only have one piece of advice for people is sell assets and buy gold. That's the only thing I tell people to do.
3: <laughs> he said sell assets and buy gold. Yes, well, uh, yeah. the buying of the gold is not always as easy as one would like, but uh, that's... No, certainly... it, is, it
5: is quite a difficult process because there aren't that many gold coins to be had, you know. If you wanted to buy a thousand gold coins, you'd have difficulty buying them, you know. But, hey, I tell people, hey, buy a few silver coins, buy a few gold coins, just keep buying them, you know, yeah. because... One day, if there is a big crisis or if the banks close or there's a hiccup in the system, if you have silver coins and you have gold coins in small denominations like a tenth of an ounce and so forth, that may become the currency of the future. So I just advise people, sell assets, buy gold.
3: Plain and simple, very good. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Well, um, what kind of we're toward the last couple of minutes of the program, so yeah. could you briefly share some words of wisdom and uh with our listeners?
5: Well essentially each person is divine, they're eternal. So there's a divinity inside each human, a very, very powerful divinity, which is this golden light of grace. That even if a person's life is completely out of control and they're really bouncing off the walls, they still are eternal and divine inside. And the more that people believe in that eternity, the more they link into that divinity, the more it will rescue them, the more it will redeem them, the more it will resolve them and bring them home. So it's very, very important for people to believe in the divinity of who they are, even if day-to-day it doesn't look particularly divine. But it doesn't matter because that spark of that God force, that spark of grace, our connection to Gaia is eternal. And then the other thing I suggest is that if people want to develop a new serenity, that they should become vegetarians or it, Because the pain of Gaia is in the pain of the animals. And so if you eat meat, you're linked into all of that pain. And it's very difficult to resolve the pain inside you when you're linked inside an even larger pain. And most people are not aware of the pain of the animals and the way that we so cruelly abuse them in these abattoirs and in the meat industry, the way it processes meat and so on. So I suggest to people that if they're really serious about their spiritual development that they embrace vegetarianism. But well, I'm not you... my finger telling them after, I'm just saying I'm just suggesting it, you know?
3: No, I totally understand. And thank you so much. And I'm going to do my very best to get you back here in six months, as you suggested. And um, I want you to have a safe and wonderful, serene experience between now and then and thereafter. And again, Thank thank you for tonight.
5: Thank you very much for having me on your show. It was delightful.
3: Thank you. Wellness, wholeness, and wisdom. Uh, next week, September 2nd, my guest will be Len Zapato, uh, author of A Return to Healing Radical Healthcare Reform and the Future of Medicine. At the end of that program, we will discuss the herb puncture vine and the asana parsva upavista conasana. Now, you can use the link on my website to listen to the program live on your computer, iPod, Blackberry, on Wednesday. Wednesdays at 7.03 p.m. Uh, you have to remember the second Wednesdays will be when Monique Chapman will visit with Monique's moments. That that next visit will be September 9, 2009, and she'll share her intuition about world and caller issues. Uh, remember, the show is still rebroadcast Saturday mornings at 9.03. Wellness, wholeness, and wisdom. Be well.
0: Don't let anyone tell you that your situation is hopeless. Alternative medicine therapies like iridology, kinesiology, reflexology, energy medicine, which includes chi Light therapy, acupressure, and psychological consultations has an amazing track record of positive results. Why suffer when Alternative Medicine Therapies with Parthenia Izzard is here to help? Contact Alternative Medicine Therapies today for an initial consultation and visit their website at www.amtherapies.com
2: or call 610-658-0135. Alternative Medicine Therapies.
1: When I trust in spirit, I always succeed Energy flowing, the light brightly shines Spirit divine Sometimes I'm frightened and feeling confused Then I remember that I'm being used Used and exalted by spirit divine